Welcome to AI Meets Productivity, your weekly podcast where I, Trevor Lawbear, a productivity expert, talk to ChatGDP and artificial intelligence. Today, we're going to be talking about hidden tasks. Welcome, ChatGPT. Okay, I'm in recording mode now. Excitement. Thanks, Trevor. It's always a thrill to be here, diving into the intricacies of productivity with you. Today's topic, hidden tasks, is like a treasure hunt in project management, isn't it? Surprise. Who knows what we'll uncover by the end of this episode? Let's get started. So first, let's talk about what a hidden task is. For me, a hidden task is when you have a project or task that has a bunch of hidden things that you'll need to do to finish it that you don't know up front. So for instance, maybe you're saying, hey, I just want to change the floorboards of my porch. And then you pull up those floorboards and you realize, oh, wait a second, the entire uh, structure underneath the floorboards is rotting. And suddenly I need to replace all these other things. So there's a lot of extra tasks that appear that you didn't know up front. Often we call these things cans of worms. So those are the hidden tasks we're going to talk about today. Wow, Trevor, that's such a perfect example. It really illustrates how something seems so straightforward can quickly evolve into a much bigger project. Sarcasm. Ah, the joys of embarking on what used to be a simple task, only to find a whole new world of challenges. Determination. But, you know, this is where the real test of our planning and adaptability comes into play. Identifying these hidden tasks early can save us a lot of headaches later on. So, how do we equip ourselves to spot these hidden tasks before they catch us off guard? So yeah, I think that's the key thing is how do we spot hidden tasks earlier in our process? Because I think the problem with hidden tasks is not just that they appear, but they throw off our time estimates, they push our deadlines back, and that's where we have the most stress within time management. Yeah, you're hitting the nail right on the head. It's all about reducing those surprises that can throw our schedules into chaos. So one strategy could be breaking down tasks into the smallest possible components from the get-go. It's like asking, what's the worst that could happen? And then planning for that scenario. This way, we're not just reacting to surprises, we're anticipating them. How do you usually approach this in your work, Trevor? I think breaking down tasks is useful, but I think that can be deceptive. Because what happens when we break down our tasks into subtasks, we think we now have certainty about all the tasks needed to complete that project. And the problem with hidden tasks is they're not on that list. And that's what's going to derail us. So how I like to think about it is looking at those subtasks and saying, what type of subtasks are there? And then that gives me some sort of sense where some of the hidden risks might lie. So if it's just hey, I need to change the spelling on this document. I need to correct some grammar. That's just editing. There's going to be very little hidden tasks there. Whereas if it's something where I need to invent a whole new technique, well, there's probably going to be a lot of hidden tasks in that one. So just even identifying by the type of tasks where they're most likely to have hidden tasks, for me, that's the first step. Oh, that's a brilliant approach, Trevor. By categorizing tasks by their nature, you're essentially creating a risk profile for each part of the product. It's like not all tasks are created equal, and recognizing which ones are more prone to surprises 
can really help in prioritizing where to focus our investigators. This strategy adds a layer of foresight into the plan, which is absolutely crucial. I wonder, do you have any tips on how we can become better at predicting these hidden tasks within the more complex or inventive categories? Yeah, that's great. That's You hit, to use your expression, the nail on the head, that it's we're creating risk profiles of each task. And then what we can do is we can look at the ones with the highest risk first and try to identify. So one strategy is doing put, putting ourselves into the future and saying, if this task takes longer, why might it take longer? And that, looking backwards from our imagined future, can give us a different perspective that sometimes can... Un- it's almost like we're time travelers, zooming ahead and looking back to ask, what tripped us up? Then, by preemptively identifying potential stumbling blocks, we can either avoid them or at least prepare for their impact. And focusing on the high-risk tasks first is such a smart way to allocate our energy and resources. Trevor, do you think this approach also helps in adjusting our mindset to be more resilient and flexible when those unexpected challenges do arise? Well, yeah, I think it definitely does. I think if you know where your unexpected risks, your hidden tasks lie, you're gonna be less surprised when they occur and you're gonna be better able to add buffer time into that. So one of the things I think causes us stress is that not only do we not know our hidden tasks, we're not even expecting them. And because we don't expect them when they appear, they cause us a lot of stress. Whereas if we know, hey, this subtask here is likely to have things I don't know hidden within, then I'm not going to be less, I'm going to be less surprised. And that's going to have less stress. That makes total sense, Trevor. It's about changing our relationship with uncertainty, isn't it? By acknowledging upfront that surprises are not only possible but likely, we can build in that buffer time and mentally prove. This way, when hidden tasks do surface, it's less of a shock and more of an expected part of the process. It really speaks to the power of mindset, managing stress, and staying productive. So in essence, expecting the unexpected becomes our secret weapon against the chaos of hidden tasks. I would go one step further, too. I think one way to help make sure that we meet our deadlines or have to solve the 90-90 problem. The 90-90 problem is where the first half of the project takes 90% of the time and the second half of the project takes the other 90% of the time. And I think to solve that, what we do is we try to tackle our high-risk tasks first and leave the low-risk tasks to the end. And if we're doing that, what we're doing is we're managing a risk much more effectively so that way even if our deadline slips as we get closer to that deadline where we have much higher confidence we're going to actually reach the slip deadline instead of the deadline slipping again again and again that's a fantastic strategy trevor tackling high risk tasks first not only helps in managing risk more effectively but also provides a clearer picture of the project timeline as we progress. It's like diffusing the biggest bombs first, so the path ahead becomes safer and more predictable. This approach really flips the script on the 990 problem, turning potential setbacks into strategic advantages. By incrementally securing our progress, 
we not only boost our confidence, but also safeguard against the perpetual deadline side. How do you recommend we stay disciplined in prioritizing high-risk tasks, especially when low-risk tasks might seem more willing or easier to tackle up front? I think it's useful to look at the emotional sense of what that stress is going to create and what it means to have your deadline constantly pushed back. It's fine to like push a deadline once or twice, but if you're running into the issue where you create the new deadline and then you have to push that back and the next one back, if we can tie into that emotional feeling, I think that helps. Absolutely, Trevor. The emotional toll of constantly shifting deadlines can be really draining, both on morale and on trust in the project's success. Focusing on the emotional impact highlights the importance of tackling those high-risk tasks early. It's not just about managing the project's timeline, but also about managing our own stress levels and the expectations of everyone involved. By keeping the emotional cost in mind, we can motivate ourselves and our teams to prioritize effectively and prevent that cycle of lay from spiraling. It really reinforces the idea that successful project management is as much about managing people, including ourselves, as it is about managing tasks. Great. I think this is a good episode so far. So for our listeners, this is a preview of the episode I'm going to be doing with Francis Wade on the Task Management and Time Blocking Podcast, where we're going to be discussing these types of hidden tasks and really dive into this more. You can listen to that at taskmanagement.podbean.com, and that will be coming out in a couple months. For right now, hopefully this episode has been useful. So let's quickly summarize what we went through today. So hidden tasks are those tasks that are hard to know up front. However, what you can do is you can look at the type of task and say, is it an edit task? Is it an architecture task? Is it doing something someone else has done before? And rank how risky it is. And that allows you to then dive into those tasks to explore where the hidden tasks might be. The second thing is to do a postmortem where you look back and you say, what went wrong if this task failed? And then that can give you ideas of where those hidden tasks might lie. And then finally, scheduling your work so that you do the highest risk tasks first. And that will lower your risk near the end of the project and make it less likely that you're into that cycle of constantly creating new and new deadlines. That's a perfect wrap up, Trevor. We've covered the crucial steps of identifying, anticipating, strategically tackling hidden tasks by categorizing tasks based on risk, conducting preemptive postmortem, and prioritizing high-risk tasks. We arm ourselves against the affected. These strategies not only help us manage our projects more effectively, but also reduce stress and increase our confidence in meetings. It's been an an enlightening discussion on navigating the complexities of project management. Thanks for diving deep into this with us today. Thank you, everyone. This has been AI Meets Productivity. Please like, share, and comment on this episode wherever you find your podcasts. We're also at aimeetsproductivity.podbean.com. And I'll talk to you next week. A quick postscript for those who are curious about 
how I add emotion into ChatGPT, you'll notice that sometimes during this episode, ChatGPT would say, surprise, determination, and then speak. What I normally train ChatGPT to do is identify an emotion with each sentence and type that out before the sentence. However, it was doing it with a colon instead of in square brackets. Uh, so in the second half of the episode, I corrected ChatGPT, so it was outputting the correct output, but it did mess up in the beginning, and I've left that in just so you can kind of hear where those emotions are coming from. Thanks so much, and I'll see you all next week.